Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 116 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Alberton, and who's with me tonight? Oh, hi. So how are you holding up? Because I'm Michael K. Hughes. <laughs> I, I, oh, am I supposed to go now? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, I, I was expecting more of an intro. Uh, I'm Greg Seward. Yeah, I don't have much. <laughs> I could say from the great, what does he say? Great country? No, he doesn't say country. I should know. I heard enough. Great state? Well, you're not really a state, though. That's true. Province. I mean, he's the great state of Washington, even though he's in Washington. Yeah. Province of Nova Scotia. Okay. <laughs> and Greg, where might people know you from? People might know me from Player One Podcast uh, or Generation 16 on YouTube. Both are very good. Thanks. One I listen to a lot. <laughs> Oh, and um, sh- and Mike, why don't you introduce what we're talking about today? Because this is your pick. Uh, we're playing Portal 2 from the great year of whenever it came out. Uh, 2011. <laughs> it is a great year for games. Way better than 2002. Yeah, well. <laughs> so as I was saying before we started recording, I had actually never played this game until last week. Somehow I skipped this game entirely. I owned it. I owned three copies of it before. I, I just never. I just never picked it up for some reason. I don't know why. I never played it. Such a such the that's such a Steam generation thing to say, right? Uh, <laughs> digital, I guess, digital generation thing to say is just like I own this game. I own three copies of it because you know it was probably really cheap on multiple platforms. So I bought it because I knew I'd play it someday. And then <laughs> I, I can't count the amount of times. And I've even gotten to the point in previous years where I'm I become way more picky about the games that I buy. But I still every now and then will will say i really want to play this and be completely shocked that i own a copy <laughs> that's happened before to me i i have i bought this on 360 i bought this on ps3 a few years ago and then i bought it again on steam and it wasn't until <laughs> finally for the show that i finally played it and i had it for a while yeah. before then <laughs> i mean but again i was also surprised like i was never oh there will be spoilers for portal 2 i should say that out i mean again this game came out you know eight nine years ago but still I actually didn't know any of the story. Like, I knew nothing about this game. I didn't even know GLaDOS was really in it. I knew nothing. Oh, really? Which has also surprised me. I was not spoiled on this game. I kind of, I kind of envy you playing the game without knowing anything about it. Because I really, I really like this game a lot. So, yeah, it would be nice to re-experience it. It still holds up. I mean, I played a lot of older games, and some games do not hold up. And this, this was still fun. Like, there was no, I had no issues. I wasn't missing quality of life things. I just loaded yeah. up and had a good time. Yeah, exactly. And for those that don't know, this is a portal is a first person puzzle game. I think is the best way to put it. Yeah, traversal puzzles basically. Yeah, I normally don't like jumping in puzzle in first person games in general because I've had a lot of bad things happen in game, but it works good in portal. Yeah, thanks Turok. That's one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to say some of the old Bond games. Like I can't remember World Not Enough had it, but I know I played some in the in in back then that made me really hate jumping in first person games. Thirteen does too. So. Yeah. Well, that game is bad. Yeah. Well, hey, in this game, you can you can fall and nothing hurts you, so it works unless you're do- unless you're falling in something you shouldn't be in. Like, yeah, exactly. Wow. So I do have a question because I don't remember the ending of Portal One. Didn't she? Did she escaped in Portal One, if I remember correctly? Yeah, that's always been kind of fuzzy to me. The ending in Portal One, I'm pretty sure they they I, I want to say it just spits you outside and you're done, but. Then this happens, I mean, this game, the beginning of this game takes place many years later, but I didn't bother to go up and look up the details around this. Apparently, apparently, Chell did not escape at the end of Portal 1. Yeah, I, that's what... I don't know why, but... Let's see. Uh, yeah, that's what I was wondering. I, I just, I didn't, I haven't played Portal 1 in a while, so I didn't really remember any of the ending. But I guess in the end of Portal 1, you just see the cake. Oh, okay, maybe that, yeah. See, it's been so long since I've played through the first Portal. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It hasn't been that long. It's only been a few years. 
but yeah, I think maybe that I was mixing up my my endings because my what I visualized as the ending for Portal One when I finished this during this playthrough, it's like, oh wait, I thought that's what happened at the end of Portal One. So maybe I had it backwards. Maybe it was just maybe you did just see the cake. Yeah, she just sees the cake, and then the the candle the candle gets put out, and that's the end of it. Right. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know. I guess she didn't escape. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought she escaped too. I played it less than a year ago. It was on the show a little bit before Mike joined, so sometime last year. And I thought she escaped too, so I was really confused. And to start off, like, wait, she's in a cell? Didn't she get out of here? Maybe it was the song that throws you for a loop, right? Like, because the song makes it sound like she Glados let Chell go. The 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 lyrics to uh, to the song at the end of Portal One. So maybe that's why we're all thinking that. Or we're just creating our own illusion of what we thought should happen. Mm. Apparently, yeah. you do escape at the end of Portal One, and there is a comic on the official website called Labrat that explains it. And then okay. a portal update modified the ending showing Shell getting dragged back in. Oh. So. oh. Okay, cool. Alright, so, I'm more. So yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay if they changed it. I mean, they probably you know didn't know they were going to do a sequel because you know they don't normally do sequels and they never count to three. So. Well, they know now they're not doing a sequel because <laughs> this, this one ends in two. Yeah. You don't need a sequel to this game. We so need a sequel to this game. I loved it, but it, it ended all right where I feel like you could you could do without. At least not with Shell Story. Sure. But yeah, I'd, I'd play Portal 3. I shouldn't know. It would take me years, but I would play it. I left for Dead 3 before anything else. Yeah. Sorry, Half-Life uh, fans. No. Portal 3 comes out. You got to buy it. Then you got to buy it on another platform. Then you got to wait for it to get cheap on Steam and buy it there. Then you got to wait eight years. And then you get to play it. So I mean, you're you're ways off. Even if they brought out Portal Three next year, you, you're you know we're talking 2030 before you play it. We got that that Portal Bridge Constructor game. Does that count? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Can't get into that game. It's like World of Goo, but it's all Portal themed, or you make bridges to make vehicles get across gaps or whatever. Okay. I also, like, when this game starts off and you have Wheatley who ends up trying to rescue you and get you out of the cell that you're in, I didn't know anything about Wheatley. So as the game progresses and Wheatley ends up becoming a, a different character, I was I didn't expect any of that. I just recognized the actor. I know that voice actor. I'm like, this guy is hilarious in this. Merchant, really who had a big, big hand in both uh, runs of The Office. Which I've never seen. That's right. Oh, you've never... Oh, The Office is great. Yeah, I've never the, seen The American Office is great. Yeah. No, that I mean, he carries. I knew about it. I was really, I was super excited when this game came out. I was a big fan of the first game, you know, and it was sort of like discovering that first game was not completely by accident. But I remember buying the orange box and I bought it because I wanted to play Half Life and then just fired up Portal, which felt like a total afterthought and couldn't put it down mm-hmm. and, you know, played right through it. I, I didn't play Half Life 2 until a couple years after that. But Portal held my interest. And I mean, it was a nice short little game on top of everything else. But um, so much personality. And, you know, the writing was brilliant. Having Wheatley there now, with, uh, Stephen Merchant, like right at, right from the opening of Portal 2, they just did such a fantastic job of getting you right into the right into the game, like right into the atmosphere of the game. Wheatley sets the stage perfectly. Like even that stupid, there's that stupid gag right at the beginning where you're looking at him. And I think he tells you to, to speak to him. Mm-hmm. And to press yeah. A, and of course A is the jump on the controller <laughs> I was using, and this the response was brilliant. Where it, he delivers it so perfect, he's like, "Okay, what you're doing there is jumping," <laughs> you know. So, and then he's constantly talking about the possible brain damage you suffered. I yeah. just, oh god, it's, I loved it. It was so funny. He's checking to see if you have a very minor case of serious brain damage. 
<laughs> yeah. Which is a great line. It's such a portal thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. And just seeing... I also am curious, like, I don't know... I'm assu- I know in the game they don't say it, but I'm assuming somewhere they have said how many years passed between Portal 1 and Portal 2. I never uh, it's implied it, to be like 50-ish, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be a very long time. Okay. And doesn't... Because I know Portal takes place in the same world as Half-Life, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I've never played Half-Life for it, some reason it, either. Cave Johnson even mentions... You get that, you get that from the song. That's right. And you get that from the song oh, yeah, in the first game, where she mm-hmm. taunts you about maybe going and asking Black Mesa for help. Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess in one thing they say is 50,000 years have passed. I, I, she said, Gladwell says that, but that doesn't seem right. That seems like a lot. But yeah, I don't, that seems too much time has passed. Yeah. I can't find anything quickly when I'm Googling. I see most <laughs> theories think it's around 30, so. It's okay. Like it's a while. We'll go with 30 or 50. I'm, I'm behind you. 50,000 just seems a little too crazy. That's a lot of years. But it just everything the way the game starts off, like you end up realizing very quickly you're in the same world. I think you're in the exact same like some of the tests that you were at in Portal One, the beginning of this game, but now everything is all run down, everything kind of growing because you killed the leader, you know, you killed the person taking care of the place, the caretaker, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well I mean when you when you get through that whole like sleeping chamber thing when Wheatley breaks you through that wall, you end up crashing into the pod you woke up in in the first game. Okay. Like you're, you're literally in that same room. Um, it's all destroyed, but you're in the same room. And then, and I cool. mean, I don't know after that. I don't know how closely every every sort of ruined puzzle resembles the rooms you were in from the first game after that point. I mean, you know, knowing knowing the people who made this game, they probably are just ruined versions of the same puzzles. But I've never really bothered to go and check that. But I mean, you're clearly supposed to be running through the same facility. Which I think is, I mean, I didn't catch it. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me until I was watching a video before we did this recording where someone had mentioned that. I was like, oh, I didn't even pick up on any of that. <laughs> yeah. I just like, okay, puzzles, I'll run through here. I'm like, oh, this looks familiar. But I, oh, it's just, it's such a different experience because everything is so, you know, has vegetation. Everything is so run down. And yeah. when, you, when you hear the first one, everything's clean. Everything's perfect. And, and I like how they do that in this game, how a lot of stuff is broken. You, you go behind things. You're in running on... On conveyor belts, you're running on catwalks. Like you're not where you're supposed to be, and that's a good chunk of the game. Like it's so interesting how they did it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, if it was just the the test chambers over and over again, I don't think it would be. I mean, I guess that's what the first game is, but I don't think people would be as into it. Yeah, I mean, you you know, at the very end of the first game, and, and every now and then, like you could get in behind sort of a chamber wall, and you'd you'd find that graffiti where you're seeing things like the cake is a lie and all that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, like that was they were sort of nice little bits and pieces there before, but and you saw sort of behind the curtain at the very end of the first game, but I like how they really went for it here. You you really get in behind the curtain here, like you're into the actual machinations of the the different uh, rooms, and you know not just the office spaces. Because remember the first game, I was I was sort of loved the the sort of frosted glass where there was clearly an observation room behind the wall, but you never really got to see into them very often. And this time mm-hmm. they they let you see into there and so much further. It's 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 kind of neat. I mean, there's just so much like character to everything, and that I think that's another thing so interesting is that you really feel like you're part of a, a living world that exists, and like, and you only have like the two characters really talk to you at least for the good part of the game. Mm-hmm. It's just Wheatley, and then you run into Glados later. That's when things get really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the resurrection she's of Glados still... is amazing. <laughs> she's still the best video game villain. <laughs> oh, she is. And that great line uh, where she says, look, we've both said things that you're going to regret. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, such brilliant writing. That's why mm-hmm. I so desperately want a sequel. I don't care if it's the same main character, but just the writing is so much fun in these games. It's so brilliant. 
Like when you first put Wheatley into one of the core things to get him to open a door, he's like, "Hey, don't look, don't look," and the game won't do anything until you turn around. And you're like, okay, now, now you now you can look. <laughs> there's a there's a part where he's like talking about hacking the door. He's like, "Okay, turn around," but if you put a portal behind him, you can see what he does. He just kind of smashes the glass. Yeah, it's, like, it's very technical. <laughs> I mean, little things like that are just hilarious, and it you don't think it. I was laughing at it like it was it was still so much fun. Like I really liked Wheatley, and I when as things progress, I was like, "Okay, Wheatley's your friend. Like this guy's helping you escape, and I mean, he does resurrect Glados by accident because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He hits every single switch in the breaker room. That was cool too. I love that. But it was just. I also felt like this game did such a good job of narrating you a story, giving you a little bit of gameplay, and kind of just walking you around that world. And I gotta say, one of the, now I'm gonna one of my top moments is walking over Glados's corpse in the old room where you killed her before she resurrects. And that's that whole scene. You can see the garbage chute where you put down the cores, and it just that was a, that was amazing to me. I really that was a big moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because when I was playing through it this time, I stream on twitch three nights a week and there was one night where i was just like well you know i want to i want to get through this it was a great excuse to play portal 2 again and you know i'll just stream this for a while and i had a bunch of people watching who had never played the game either and one of the uh one of the folks that was watching said oh so this is really just a bunch of traversal puzzles with a world built around them it's like yeah and it's you know when you really it's such a cool way to look at this game that you when you boil it down to its to its basic parts i mean it is just this puzzle game, like these simple puzzles that they link together, and not even in a super elegant way. I mean, you literally walk through a force field that makes sure that you can't take any pieces any further than they want you to. You know, it's such a contrived uh, way to do things, but it still works within this world. And then they built up this amazing world around it. And I think the thing that I love about you know, it is technically in the same universe as uh, as Half Life, but they don't really they don't really draw on the history of that those games all that much except to mention Black Mesa once in a while. But they've done such an amazing job of building a history that you actually get to see a bit of in this game too. But even before you do, before that happens, you, you still get this sense of like a lot of stuff went down here. There's, you know, there's a major history that you're getting snippets of that just makes the whole thing feel so rich when really all you're doing is moving from room to room and throwing portals against walls. Like that's really the whole game. There's nothing else to it. Right, right yeah. to the very end, there's nothing else to it, you know? But uh, yeah, like it's amazing that they built something so robust around something so simple. You don't get other tools. I mean, they add other components to the puzzles, but you do never and you never get any tools other than one portal, two portal, jump. Yep. And then however you work around that with cubes and other things that are in there. But yep. no, I was surprised how interested I was in this game because I'm I played portal. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything that really stuck with me. I wasn't like, OK. And then this game just grabbed me and I just, you know, I was so into the story and everything was amusing me. And I'm like, well, I was not expecting this. Yeah. Exactly. Like there are just so many good moments that they have sprinkled throughout this game. Like, like you were just saying, like with the way Glados talks to you, and that line didn't make me laugh. Or she's like, "We both said a lot of things for, that you're going to regret." Like, <laughs> I was laughing too. Like, it's still great. Yeah, that was great. And then she starts building things pr- pretty quickly. You're just kind of restarting to restore, and like that whole idea when you're running around the puzzles rooms as she's trying to like sort of rebuild them. That was also like you know such creative to see the world trying to rebuild itself. Yeah, and even those small animations, like when you walk into a room and there's certain tiles, there's so much personality even in those. Like, uh, like there are tiles that are connected to like all those nomad- pneumatic um, pieces that some of them just sort of replace themselves on walls, but some of them are sort of bumping into each other and getting each other's way. Or every now and then, one will almost act like a broom and sweep away a bunch of debris behind a wall before it closes itself off. Like, it's just tons of nice little animation touches, which is so amazing that you get a world that's so sterile. You know, it's meant to look like a lab. 
but it's got a ton of personality even in the rooms itself, even without GLaDOS talking to you or Wheatley talking to you. Especially in this game, where where everything is still broken down compared to the first one. Mm, yeah. I mean, the first one had the character, but like the way they did in this one, and everything, like it works. Like The whole way the puzzles work, and even though the place is falling apart, it still works just fine. You just have to be a little more creative because you can die easier. Mm-hmm. There's less things to put puzzles, put portals on, I felt like. I mean, there were a few puzzles that threw me for a loop, though. I had I had a YouTube a couple ones because I just couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I don't care enough. <laughs> but I tried with most. Nice. There were a couple. I just my brain wasn't thinking of it the way that I had to think about it. Mainly, we'll get there, but with the gel, my brain yeah, was comprehending. The gel definitely adds a whole different dimension. I'm not a fan. <laughs> but and just every like you were talking about earlier, how when you go through the different checkpoints and you know go through the gate and it you know negates your portals and doesn't you know that still felt. Very interesting how much story you're getting in between those little scenes where whoever either Wheatley's talking to you later or when GLaDOS is talking to you, there's always something happening that keeps you keeps you wanting to keep going to the game. I felt that was so Yeah, well that, and that's the thing. Like talking about those talking about those gates, I forget what they're called, something liberation gates, but like it's such it's such a it's such an eye rolling video game trope that you kind of, you know, in this day and age you don't see stuff like that. And speaking as someone who's, you know, developed games in the past it's such a thing that you would try so hard to avoid or to cover up you know like we want to use smoke and mirrors to to show that you know we took these things away from the player but there's this sort of natural reasonable consequence it's a consequence of something that's reasonable within the world right and this game is just so it's it just always strikes me so funny it's like nah, we're literally just going to put a force field here because we don't want you to take anything past this spot and (laughs) and it fits within the world of of aperture because you know the the lab it's clearly as you play more especially once you get into the middle of the game you realize that this is just a bunch of idiots that threw money at everything they could just to see what they could discover you know, so yeah. of course they came across something that let them set a force field that just dissipates anything they don't want to go through it. You like, know, it doesn't make any sense if there's anything else that they did. So, like the lyrics in Still Alive say, Aperture Science, we do what we must because we can. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's very accurate. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even get, like, the puzzles get interesting. You have different, like, they have parts where you get launched off panels, which I wasn't a big fan at first, but they're, you know, they're very simple. I mean, nothing was ever. Other than the gel, I didn't have my my brain didn't have a hard time comprehending anything. Mm-hmm. Like after a little bit of watching, I could figure out what the game was trying to tell me. Yeah, gel, once you so once you've sorted out momentum, I mean, there's so much of the game and so many of the puzzles are based on momentum. It's based on you know flinging yourself through a portal at high speed so that you can cross a gap. Like there's so many mm-hmm. puzzles like that in this game. Didn't bother I me. Mean, I, I I always find it interesting how she can just jump everywhere she wants without dying. You know. Mm-hmm. It's a game, so I'll the, take it. I always wonder, like, is there? I, I always wanted to get an explanation. Like, yeah, she has special boots on, so she's okay she or does. something. She's got yeah, the long fall boots on. They, yeah, they, there's like big springs on the oh. back of her legs. Yeah, they mentioned it at one point. Oh, okay, I didn't pick up on that. Glass mentions that actually when you when you get thrown into the hole with her, mm-hmm. she she mentions how you know you've got those long fall boots on. Maybe you could pick me up before <laughs> yeah. we land. Oh, okay. take one that, off. I remember that. Into it. That's what it was. Yeah, in a way that you don't squish me or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pick up on that. Okay, cool. Now you, you explained the one issue I had. Now I'm happy. Which is, I actually, I mean, normally when I play games, I listen to podcasts. This is a game I was listening to just this game completely, everything. I didn't want to hear anybody else, except for River Hill part. <laughs> but no, for the most, I was, I enjoyed that. Like, I think that's always a sign to me, too, of a, of a game that really grabs me where I don't feel the need to have something else in my ears while I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not common with me. So, 
And I, mean, I want to say it's early on, like, they do a good job of really breaking things up. Like, as you're going through and you're solving these puzzles, it doesn't take long before Wheatley finds you again. And Wheatley's like, oh, hey, over here, over here, huh? I see you. Like, don't look at me. Don't don't let her know. Like, I, it's hilarious to me. And then you, you're just running around with him at one point for story reasons. And it, so, like, I, I needed that break. Like, I was so happy to have a little bit of a break where I got to just be with him in the back while he's talking and trying to escape GLaDOS for a little bit. And it was like, just like I needed that. I needed something besides just doing tests to get me, keep me, you know, into the game. And I yeah. felt like the game always does that. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, they're, they're definitely, there's a part of this game that feels like padding. I mean, for the most part, you know, early on, it's to get you back into the groove of testing and, and all that. And then when you're it, deep in the basement, a lot of that whole section is all about, you know, tutorials for the gels. But there is a chunk of the game after GLaDOS is, uh, is resurrected that, does feel a little bit like padding i i didn't mind it because i enjoy the puzzles so much but yeah you know like i feel like that whole section where wheatley reappears says you know i'm okay i'm okay keep her busy that goes on longer than it needs to for sure that didn't hit me the part that hit me was too long was i got tired of the gel yeah but you didn't like the gel no i hated the gel so, <laughs> so i can understand that, that. yeah I got very upset with the gel. I had to cheat a little bit with the gel because I just I wasn't I was having a hard time figuring out like some especially when you add like the three gels. I'm like, okay, my brain is having a hard time with this. Yeah, I was a big fan of the force field though. Like when you get the little force field generator, you can use the portal to kind of move it around. Like that to me was super cool. Oh yeah, the light bridge thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I forgot I about that. Bridge. Yeah, except when Great you have to, like, make portals when you're standing on it that, and then dropping other things. That took a, that took a second for my brain. Get to think in four <laughs> dimensions, man. I was getting there. Like this game had got me to think a lot differently than I normally is. So I was impressed. It does a good job of that. It does a good job really making you think sometimes. Mm-hmm. And as I watch videos, like I played differently than other people would play. I mean, you still have to do the same kind of same things, but with each puzzle, you can do a little bit things differently. Oh yeah. Like, like with turrets, I didn't mess. I would do my best to drop on a turret and grab them and throw them somewhere. That was my way to kill them if I could. I didn't avoid them. I kill everyone because I hate. To, I just could. <laughs> Every turret needs to be thrown. Fun that way. Yeah, and like and then, jumping the repulsion gel on them so they bounce around. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I love that. And the part where you get to make the dumb turret. Oh god, that was hilarious. Where you? Yeah. It took me a long time to grab a dumb turret because I was like, I couldn't. For some reason, I kept trying to go farther back. I'm like, okay, I knew I should have grabbed the turret early here, and then you were supposed to like shoot a portal somewhere and grab one. It. I had to use a guide, or I couldn't just. I couldn't figure it out. It was really simple too. Like I knew what I had to do, but I couldn't figure out how you just had to. <laughs> Walk in a spot off a conveyor off the that I wasn't going on for some reason. Yeah, you know, in hindsight, I mean, I, I got stuck a couple of times too. I ended up making it through, but I was this is also like the second or third time I played it, so it was more more about remembering what to do than anything else. But in hindsight, whenever you have to do that, if you go back and look at the puzzle, it hits you pretty fast. It's like, oh, that makes total sense. Like I see what they were trying to tell me here, and I just didn't pick up on that cue. But, you know, it's it's never uh, I find in this game, there's never, ever a, there was never a point where it's like, how in the world would any rational human have figured that out? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's something that's definitely this game never does. So, yeah, it just looking in places that I wasn't thinking of looking a lot of times it just right. be not noticing where a portal could be shot somewhere because I wasn't paying enough attention, I guess. Or yeah. Just- Looking. I had to look up two solutions on both times. It was the exact same thing of use the the tractor beam to push you all the way up to the ceiling so you get more momentum. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, there was one of those that got me too. So it might have been the same puzzle because I, I, you know, anytime I see a spot where okay, I see a panel where I can, you know, bounce off, my brain is already looking, okay, where can I jump and fall so I can get momentum? And sometimes I'm like, I don't see momentum anywhere. Yeah, when you add the repulsion gel in there, like I know there's a puzzle late in the game that it took me a while to figure it out and I don't know. 
Actually, it wasn't even that. I kind of knew what I had to do, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. Where I had to, we had to take the repulsion gel and send it along that tractor beam and then turn it off so it would all drop on a bunch of turrets. Mm-hmm. They bounce yeah. around and, and disappear. And when you did it, like when you finally get it, it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. But it, that one took me a long time to sort out for some reason. I cheated like, out. There was a little bit of timing involved in that one. I didn't even think, I knew the turrets were an issue, and, but I couldn't even think of the gel. And I was kind of getting to that point where I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready to be done with this game. So I was just, I cheated that puzzle. Nice. The gel was breaking me, and I, like, there was a, that was another thing, like, I was really into this game, it was just a couple different points near the end where I was like, okay, I'm ready for this game to, to be done. But that's just me and games, I get enough. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely one, and um, I know that was a puzzle that was tough, and then I'm just curious where the other spots were that you were done with, because I feel like uh, when you're getting out of the lower areas, there's that one spot that you're sort of climbing this tower, for quite a while and mm-hmm. i know that i was i was enjoying it but i, I was also getting to the point where it's like okay i'm kind of ready for this part to be over yeah about no. the point where it like bends at a 45 degree angle and then back up yes. I was like, okay where do i go from here yes. like i just kept kept falling and falling cool shit that was the only disorienting part of the game for me when it goes when mm-hmm. when you're in that shaft that turns to a 45 degree angle and you kind of have to yeah you just make this i i lost my sense of uh what was up and what was down at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, really lost that. I, I, I got annoyed at that part, too. I had to look up a guide for one part that was just not noticing like you had to shoot a portal higher than I thought I had to. Mm-hmm. That was another part. I mean, I, I was just so tired. I agree with you. I was so tired of the underground, though. It's cool as hell, like, getting there and, and everything, but I, I had enough. <laughs> it goes on a little too long, in my opinion, but that feels like something from 2011 where you felt you had to have a little extra padding or the game wouldn't be considered good if it wasn't long enough at that time. I, I half wonder if that was an though. answer to any kind of criticism they might have received for the first game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the first game was so short, and I think it was meant to be because it was kind of an experiment. But I wonder if they were criticized for that, so they kind of they ended up padding it just for that reason. Although I gotta say, like everything to do with, I, I'm a big fan of anything to do with Cave Johnson. <laughs> oh man, like, J.K. Simmons was such a great choice J- for him. Oh my God, <laughs> they couldn't have cast him any better. And and you know, I love that because you're you're dealing with especially if you played the first game you're dealing with aperture and and like you said that line from the song where we do what we must because we can and you know like so you've kind of got that seat of your pants fly by night quote-unquote science being done that's i love how they refer to it too it's like i'm doing science <laughs> such a childlike way to say something yeah. but then you when you get down there and you, you're into the old offices and you got all those recordings from cave johnson and you you get to the area where you find out that he was a shower curtain salesman who bought a salt mine and then decided he was a scientist and he wanted to and an aperture aperture shower fittings or whatever it was called became aperture science aperture laboratories and like this is brilliant and there's one line and I remember I was playing I think when I was streaming the game from the very first time I ever played this so so 10 years ago when I first played this game <laughs> there's the one line that Cave Johnson says that just floors me and it same thing happened this time and it's when he's talking about moon rocks <laughs> which is how they built the which is how they created the gel i believe it's also a great hint for the end of the game where um oh. he decided he he needed to ingest it for some reason and and his his scientist told him no but he's like you know i'm in charge here i'll do what i want and then just the, the way he delivers it's like pure poison <laughs> <laughs> and like that's how he died is that he ingested moon dust or whatever it was and but just the, the way he delivers it, I can't do it justice because J.K. Simmons is brilliant, but it's just yeah. like, you know, so I did it anyway. Pure poison. And and <laughs> like and then he was dying. And it's like, oh my God. 
just so such a perfect fate for the creator of Aperture Science. That Cave Johnson stuff threw me because I had no I had no idea he was in here. I never somehow I never been spoiled about any of this section of the game. Oh. So when I got here, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was really confused. And all of a sudden I hear the voice. I'm like, wait, that's J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Oh, my God. J.K. Simmons. So funny. <laughs> he did an amazing to, job. And you get to hear about who GLaDOS really was. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole, you know, if I die before you can get me into a computer, put Carolyn in the computer instead. And, you know, you hear her a few times, too. And it was the same thing. Like, obviously, I knew it was going to happen during this playthrough. But 10 years ago, when I played through it, I didn't know. I don't know if it's just a really well-kept secret or what. Or I just hadn't paid attention to any spoilers. But I didn't know that any of the Cave Johnson stuff was going to happen. So I remember when it first happened. Again, being in Stitches and almost everything he says. And, um, <laughs> you know, just getting to see this ancient version of Aperture Labs. He's talking about the the test group for the repulsion gel the test test group got blue paint <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> jesus christ <laughs> uh, just uh, i thought about it I'm like wait a second that means you would just fall to your death and that's all it would be <laughs> my lawyers told me to not make more of these recorded messages note to self make more recorded messages <laughs> sorry fellas she's married to science <laughs> It's so good. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, even now, like nowadays, I never really hear anybody talking about Cave Johnson or like, or no, I hadn't, you know, it was never spoiled for me. And I find that so surprising because I don't go out of my way to not be spoiled from a game that came out over 10 years ago. I don't care. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I want to say too that, and maybe I have this backwards, so I don't remember what your Bioshock came out, but he, he kind of embodied to me in, in my memory, and I think it was I think Portal Two was after Bioshock, but I'm not hundred yeah, percent sure. Was. I think it was. And he kind of embodied sort of the, the same type of character as uh, the guy who created Andrew the, Ryan. Yes. Andrew Ryan, yeah. Like he's sort of that Andrew Ryan character, but he's just so comic and inept and so completely corrupt, you know. It, it's such a wonderful juxtaposition of a sort of, you know, when you first hear him, it's like, oh, it's this almost paternal this is our creator kind of voice, but he's just a complete idiot who, who's, <laughs> who's gone mad with the amount of money that he spent all his fortune and everything. It's, oh, it's so great. 2007 <laughs> was Bioshock. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it was pretty close before this. Yeah, I'm just, I, you know, like, I mean, that's like Pete and Bioshock. I mean, that's a game that everybody kind of spoils what's going on like all mm-hmm. the time. I feel like that's talked about. Like, and I was just surprised that none of this is ever talked about. I mean, I'm glad it's not because I was, I'm, you know, glad I was able to come into it without any recollection of, you know, any idea what was going to happen. Yeah, I just find it surprising in today's world. I'm surprised you never heard about the the lemon rant that he goes on because that was a pretty big meme. Oh, yeah, right. I never heard of that either. <laughs> yeah, that was funny though. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Like make it life take back those lemons. <laughs> yeah. Get my engineers to invent a combustible lemon that burns your house down. <laughs> it just goes crazy. <laughs> I never realized he ingested the moon dust. Why would you? But I guess it, it does. Fit I, forget the if, I don't know if he was sick or what was happening. Like, I, I forget what the reason was. I just remembered that line where he just shouts pure poison. <laughs> like I have for 10 years. <laughs> I've I've quoted that. I can't even I couldn't remember the context of it. But it's just one of the random PA speakers as you're pro- progressing through. Yeah. And he talks about well, when they got and they found the moon dust. Yeah. But you're right, though. Just the way he says it is just J.K. Simmons. And I think he said he wanted to buy $70 million worth and they couldn't come up with that money. So they spent what they had left. Oh, he said we couldn't afford $7 worth. So we spent $70 million instead. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, okay. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, kind of fun. So hilarious. Grind them up, mix them into a gel. And guess what? 
Ground up moon rocks are pure poison. Yeah, that's it. There it is. Oh my god. <laughs> I am deathly ill. I am deathly ill. <laughs> and because I, I was, it was it's right before you get to the whole cave Johnson where I thought the, if I would have known better I thought the game was going to be over because you you get to GLaDOS you finish the first set of puzzles and then you put Wheatley into the core and like everything that happened with Wheatley right before you get there that was also just mm-hmm. pure comedy like where Wheatley because you find out he was like he's not just a moron he was built to be a moron by the best yeah. morons <laughs> I love later on where her big plan is to uh, is to hit him with a, an impossible co- an impossible yeah. uh, problem, and he's too stupid to understand that it's an impossible problem, so it has no effect on him whatsoever. Uh, killed me. God, it was it's so great, and then he turns her Gladys into a potato. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> also, also wonderful. Like we were talking about earlier when you go down with the tubes and. God, it was it, it. It that was. I mean, I thought the game was about to be over. I'm like, oh, this game is shorter. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I mean, I knew there was more chapters. I'm like, well, but I wasn't expecting it to go where it went. I, it's yeah. Uh, and then when you get back up into the, when you do get back up into the the modern test, more modern test facility, I just love that he's looming over every chamber on that giant screen. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> at one point later, there's a few times where you can actually smash those screens. Every time. Yeah, is it every time? And I just love that he reacts to that. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of taunts you. It's like, I'm not really here. This, I this think there's an achievement for that. Is there? Oh, okay. I know in the original game, there was achievement for getting all the cameras off the walls, but mm-hmm. I didn't know. Which I right. still did in this one, too, every time I saw one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I broke every screen when I could just because I could. I don't, I don't know if I didn't break them every puzzle, but if I saw an easy way to do it, I would just do it because it was hilarious to hear him go, why'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Say about the whole Cave Johnson and like, as you're progressing through the bottom aperture lab, you, you can see the logo changes too as you're progressing through the years. Yeah. I thought that's that very was very cool. cool. Like where it felt like it was the 70s. And they just keep building on top of things. They didn't just move on. They just build right on top of it, build right, and just keep going up. And even if you pay attention, because you're getting into, at that point, you're seeing a lot of the office space as well. And like you, you kind of see a progression there too. Like you'll notice how you're moving from typewriters on the desks to like, you know, I don't know if you get to electric typewriters or not, but then you get to like sort of very old desktop computers and things like that. Like it's it's kind of a nice subtle progression through. And it shows how frivolous they were with their money. They didn't like upgrade yeah. stuff in the offices. They just built a new wing with new yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's really interesting because I never, I mean, I wasn't, again, I wasn't expecting any of this and I was just so amused by it. Like I did get annoyed with some of the puzzles or, well, the gel. Like, we, we talked about the gel. So you have three gels. You have a blue gel that makes you bounce, a red gel that speeds you up, and then a white gel you get later, which makes any surface a portal. And I, I got, I didn't mind like the one, two gels when they had the third gel. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like, fuck <laughs> this, this, because especially when there's a couple points where you can like paint the town or paint the area the way you want to with the different gels. I'm like, ah, oh, this ain't, I don't like this. I had a hard time with that puzzle. Yeah, there's that one puzzle in particular. There's that one puzzle in particular where you're climbing up that sort of tower, that court, um, that shaft that we were talking about earlier, where they hit, they get you in a room where all three gels are there, and you kind of have to very meticulously paint each surface to make your way up. And that was one of the parts. I, I wasn't getting frustrated, but that was definitely a spot that I was stuck at for quite a while. I kind of like I knew what I wanted to do, but I just couldn't quite figure out how to do it. The the night the upside of that is, of course, that when you do figure it out, you feel like a god. But <laughs> it's uh you know up to that point it's like oh my god like i know what i want to do here why can't i figure this out but uh you know finally did and then yeah. i was like i was lucky enough that i didn't have to look up any any um puzzle uh, solutions but um but i was close a couple of times 
I had a hard time with one. It was a real simple one where you, there's like a door that's open. You have to shoot through the open door to to make a portal. I could not figure that out for the life of me. Oh. I just didn't think to look through this broken door where you just see a part of it. Yeah. I mean, little things like that where I just my brain just wasn't look thinking that way. But, I mean, this game really makes right. you think differently, though, because by the end of it, I was looking air all over the place for stuff. And I guess it never really occurred to me until, well, in this game, they kind of really show. But the only reason why these portals work is because it has everything's covered in that moon rock. Or the moon dust. Yeah. Yeah. So I never really, I, I just thought it was a certain kind of like had to be a clean surface or something of that nature, like in the first game, but it really has to be, if it's not coated in this material, it does not work. Yeah. And I remember when the first game came out, they kind of tried to get people ready for, to, to, to get into the right mindset for this game where, I don't know if you remember, there were the old videos where it was GLaDOS that was narrating them. And it was going through all the different things you could do in a portal with the portals and like how important momentum was and stuff. And it was all done up like a like an employee video, like an employee training video. And it kept saying, you know, now you're thinking with portals. But a lot of the a lot of the um, techniques that you need to use were covered in that video, which was basically a preview for the game back in for the original, like what, 2007 or something like that. So all that stuff is kind of stuck with me. But, you know, they they. I think they realized very early on that they had something here from a design standpoint, but they also knew that they really had to educate people, which is, I think, why the game feels like such a slow burn at the beginning. So they really want you to figure out how to use and how to think before they get you too deep into the story. They want you to figure out the simple solutions before they start throwing the complicated. Right. Shit at you. Yeah. There's some complicated ones at you. I also want to talk about Caroline, like that whole backstory to GLaDOS as you're going through the cave labs that they talk about Caroline, like that was so interesting too. Yeah. Uh-huh. To give her a backstory. And I love when a couple of times she starts kind of agreeing with them. She's like, wait a second. Yeah. When she starts answering the recordings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a nice touch. And of course, there's that wonderful payoff at the end where she's she's having you're having this what feels like this very emotional moment where she says you 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 let me locate the part of me where carolyn still exists <laughs> you know and then like a second later it the carolyn yeah part of her is deleted and it's like, thanks for that you know <laughs> again so brilliant it's like ah we've really helped humanize glados it's like oh wait no it's so that she could cut out the last human part of her existence <laughs> i mean it's also kind of like kind of evil when you find out what they did to her because he's like if i don't make it put her in a put her in a computer yeah you know and pretty sure at this point you can kind of get like it wasn't by her choice like they just did it yeah she she really intimates that she did not choose to be part become uh, a computer so I, I thought that was kind of interesting too that they that they just you know it was forced upon her all because of this crazy shower salesman <laughs> god yeah, and the, what I love too, nice little touch. I think when you look at the trophies, he was the second best shower curtain salesman. Yeah. He kept winning awards for being second. I think he was like first runner up multiple times or something like that. It's just like another like beautiful little touch. And I love that those awards are in the same trophy case as like the awards they got for their scientific breakthroughs. It's like second best <laughs> shower curtain salesman in Ohio or whatever state they were in. Like, oh my God. That's funny. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure that's what it said. But I know for sure that the the awards for the scientific breakthroughs and for being a good shower curtain salesman are in the same trophy case. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. That's just so interesting the game. I mean, it gives it gives everything so much character. Yeah. I mean, I never would have thought I'd be playing a game where I have my villain in a potato on my gun with me while I'm working with the guy that I just helped that helped me out earlier. And now is my enemy. Like, yeah, I never would have saw that coming either. <laughs> 
because <laughs> you were talking about like, when you get back with Wheatley and everything, and it's just, I mean, that part is so amusing. Like when they talk about how the, like when you finish a puzzle, he gets that, you know, what the word they used for, I should know it. Shut up, orphan, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And I, I, I he's essentially was, having an orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what's and happening. And it's just, it's just funny how they have that in there, like that, you know, like, that's why they're doing, that's why they do the test because they get that, they get that shot, and it was just, it's cool. Like it's just yeah. so interesting. The euphoria, and she talks about how she blocked it out a long time ago, and she's only in it for the science. Yeah, in the murder, in the murder. Yeah, I don't think she has a problem murdering people. Well, it's for science. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, but it, I mean, it's just so interesting, and everything with Wheatley. Like when you get back, just the way that the guy delivers the voice, the voiceovers are just it's so hilarious. He's like, "I have a surprise for you. Surprise, surprises. I'm going to kill you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the little death trap that he makes where you, you get dropped onto a platform you have all these spikes around you but he left a hole where you can shoot a portal in two different spots because he's an idiot and he didn't plan right yeah well that's what that's the thing because when you really think about it like the same he's kind of delivering the same sort of surprises as GLaDOS did in the first game but it's just that hers are way more nefarious you know like he's just not very good at it he's just so so much more chaotic about the whole thing but it's just so funny <laughs> not even trying to be subtle anymore <laughs> i just i just love the death trap that was one of my favorite little parts to be just sitting on here and it's like it's the part where he kills you <laughs> the name of the chapter two right when that first happens mm-hmm. yeah oh it is it is great but then he but actually he, he kind of gets you where he's like okay only two more chambers and then you hit the oh what are they called the jump plates whatever but you hit the jump plate and it sends you sideways it's like oh just kidding yeah yeah that's great I mean, because, you know, it's kind of like a reference of the cake is a lie from the first game. And I also got a big kick every time you're behind things. And you get to see all the, these panels and all these, you know, things in motion where you're seeing behind the curtain. I don't know. I just thought, to me, that I really like stuff like that. A lot. A lot more than I thought I would in this game. I also died a lot more than I should have. And there's a particular puzzle near the end where there's, you're, you're like on a, you're on one of the gravity beams and you're supposed to like drop down to a lower part of the gravity beam because he squishes you with a spike. And I kept dying to that part, not realizing yep. what I was supposed to do. <laughs> yep. It, that one took me a while to figure out too. And I remember trying to figure that one out years ago as well. Yeah. That was, that was the, that was the one point that I thought, oh, I might have to go look this up. And then I finally, and I couldn't even tell you what the solution was. And I finally just sort of found it, found the solution at the, the last second and it's like oh and it was so easy again like it made so much sense i think it was just that i hadn't looked in a certain direction i think it was just you had to look below you right or something yep. like Shoot that portal yeah. below you or yeah. it was as simple as that and there's uh, what was i gonna say? oh and we haven't talked about like when you come back to the back to the room with wheatley in charge the turrets are all deformed he took cubes and put turrets together and he's like why can't you guys walk you only have one purpose <laughs> yeah I, I like how you just kind of see him kind of going insane too and he's an idiot at what he's doing <laughs> That was like, or he sends bad turrets at you at one point too, even though he made the bad turrets with you, but he forgot that he did or something, or he just can't comprehend. Uh-huh. Oh, he really does fit the. He really is a moron. He almost kills you, but he is a moron. He was designed to be a moron by the best morons. <laughs> uh, there's some really cool puzzles too, with like the, with the gravity beam, you have to push some turrets out of your way, which I died multiple times too before I figured it out. So I just didn't think about it. I was trying to run past them or looking for a different puzzle. Oh, never run past turrets. It doesn't work well. No. I tried. No. no. <laughs> I would try all the time when I could. Like, hmm, does this work? The answer was usually no, always, but still had to try sometimes. Burning, like just, by, burning so, them by deflecting the lasers is pretty fun, though. Yeah, it's so much more fun to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so it's satisfying. I, know, I like Especially because they constantly, you know, apologize. They're very Canadian turrets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate you. You know, like stuff like that. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that sounds right. 
Are you still there? <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> I lose sight of you. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's uh, awesome. It's such a good game, and it's so funny still. I think we touch on mostly. Should yeah. we touch on the final fight with Wheatley? Oh man, I think that's all we got left. Anyway. Yeah. So, so you're saying you played this and you didn't have it spoiled. So, did you figure out how to beat him on your own? Uh, be honest. <laughs> no, I I got the first two hits, and I'm like, okay, how the hell do I get the third hit on him? Because I couldn't figure out a way to hit him, and I did look it up and realize you just had to let the timer run out. Yeah, yeah. I was in the process of it happening anyway, but I just didn't want to. I was like, I'm gonna. I just want, I was getting irritated. I just looked. It up. <laughs> I remember because we talked about this on player one because we I think all three of the hosts there I maybe there were four of us at the time but I think we all played through this game at the same time when it came out because we were all huge fans of the first game and um, I, I vividly remember the conversation that we had where I think it was Phil and I were were chatting about it and saying like when we got to that fight and of course the roof comes off and there's nowhere to put a portal. There's just mm-hmm. absolutely nowhere to put a portal. And of course, like everything's happening and the time ran out and you're about to die. And, and I remember we both had the exact same thought where we both looked up <laughs> and saw the moon and thought, that's the not going to work, right? Yeah, there's, there's no way that's going to work. But what the hell? I can't figure out what else to do. So I'm just going to shoot it. And then you do it. And, and it's got that wonderful, just, just a, a beat for as long <laughs> as it apparently took the shot to reach the moon. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets a little like, ding. <laughs> and suddenly, just mass chaos. It's like this is the most incredible boss fight in history. Yep. Like I, I can't believe that worked. And the, and the best part was is playing through this again right now. You realize that that whole scene that I love so much with uh, Cave Johnson talking about the moon dust is a massive hint to how to fit, how to beat the final boss. Mm-hmm. Like it's entirely meant to be getting you to think about that. So when you see the moon, it triggers. Like oh wait a minute, the portals work on moon dust. It's the Almost best the final hit in all of video games. Oh my god. It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the corrupted core. I love the corrupted space core. Space! Space! Oh <laughs> god. He was great. Like, I mean, that was just so... F- I mean, to me, it was hilarious. Even before he, I knew what was coming, just when I... Because I, I didn't look it up till right before the, the... Right before I got confused. Like, right before the end, I already gotten two hits, gotten two corrupted cores on. I just couldn't figure out the very last part, and I was getting a little frustrated. I thought I was going to die, and I didn't want to do it all over again. I kind of wish I would have waited, though, and just been like, okay. Yeah. And just did it, you know, guessed it instead of figure it, instead of having it kind of, you know, shown to me. But it was still cool. Like, I, mean, I don't know, just the, everything with this, I was just laughing so much about the space, especially when he finally goes into space, and he's like, and he's just so mad about it, yet the other thing's like, space! <laughs> the, uh, and I love, too, that it's, it's, uh, it's GLaDOS who saves you, right? Because GLaDOS mm-hmm. actually pulls you back through the portal. Before yeah. she deletes the last part of Carolyn that's still in her brain, <laughs> but you know, I feel like that was had she done that earlier, she wouldn't have uh, she wouldn't have saved you. No, probably not. Like the whole idea that you put the corrupted cores on him, and then once he's corrupted enough, you can put Glados in, so Glados will take over his body. Yeah, and then I think you do the switch, or is it right? It's either right. It's right around that when you do the switch when when she takes over. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and it's. I mean, uh, yeah. It's just. Uh, Ah, oh, glad the ending to that the, that last that last hit for that boss fight. So creative. Yeah, it really was good. And you, when you have to go hit the button, you have to hit the button to confirm the chart, the change, and he keeps trying to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but I mean, who would have thought you shoot the moon? I mean, yes, like you said, they foreshadow, but again, something I never would have thought of. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, and I don't know if I don't know if everyone else is this way, but I mean, how many times over the years 
some of us are older than others, but as you got to situations where, you know, you were in 3D for first person shooters and you could look up and down and you had big open sky boxes, you know, you just shoot at the sky just because, hey, let's mm-hmm. see if anything happens, you know, and, and of course, nine times out of 10, nothing does, but. But you, you, they just did such a great job of putting you in this completely desperate situation where it's like, I really, really don't know what to do here. So I'm just going to do anything. And anything is the right answer. <laughs> it is it's cool, cool how upset Wheatley is too. Wheatley is like, you know, because he knows he, you know, he's dead. Like he lost and he's in space and he's yeah. complaining to you. And at the same time, you just hear space, we're in space. <laughs> I just started laughing. And I love that it changes the title screen too. Mm-hmm. When you go back into your game now, it's just him out there with that other core. Oh, okay. I, di- I didn't do that. Yeah. I should check that out unless I uninstalled it already. Nope, I didn't. Okay. I'm, I'm going to look at that for this recording now. Yeah, my, <laughs> that, that, that sounds cool. So and did it, you... Sorry. No, you're good. So did you... And this is something I've never done and I've always meant to do. I've never, ever played through the multiplayer <laughs> of this game. We haven't either. I no. played through some of it back when it came out, but I don't know that I beat it. But it's good. It's basically just two people using portals to solve puzzles. Right. Which you'd expect. I mean, I like I like that it ties in because the whole idea is that yeah, like the multiplayer is just you play as two different robots, uh, and every play every puzzle is 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 requires two players to get through. But I love that they tie it into the end of the game because you know basically the reason, at least the way that I read it or, or heard it, was that Glados is letting you go because she doesn't need you to, to test anymore. Uh-huh. And she's done a you know quick calculation in her head and re- realized that it's easier to just let you go than try to kill you because she can't seem to kill you. So <laughs> and if she doesn't need you for anything else, then what's the point of keeping you around? It's like okay, you know. And it was it sort of nicely ties into the multiplayer side of things. But I've never I've always meant to, and I've never ever played through the multiplayer game. I know it's just a series of puzzles, but you know. I want to. We talked about doing it as a mini thing on the, on the side at some point for the show, but I uh-huh. it didn't happen for this episode. <laughs> right. It was tempting, though. And like, I, I thought the same thing, too. Or you just see them there, and I was really curious, too, about that. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, I know these guys, because I had seen them before. I'd seen them. People talk about the co-op. Uh-huh. Does the co-op have... I want the co-op has, like, the same narration and stuff, too. Like, Because I, I know someone said, oh, like, Portal 3 is the co-op. I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't believe... I don't, I don't, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I don't know enough about it. Glados still talks to you while Does you're, she? yeah. Okay, we'll have to try at some point. And like the whole, the whole turret thing too. Like she raises you up in the elevator, and the first room you see is a bunch of turrets looking at you, like ready to kill you. And then they don't; they just start singing. Yeah, it's so weird. And there's a joke in there I didn't get until I was, wa- I was watching a YouTube video, and the guy had said that Val pulls one on you too, where it doesn't end till the fat turret sings. Because there's one really oh, big God. turret too that's singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get that. I'm like, okay, I get that now. Okay, that's fine. I want to know. I never, and I don't know if I ever found this out ten years ago. But what is with the giant like leopard skin or jaguar skin print turret with the <laughs> crown on? Like, what's the deal with that? I don't. No you idea. see it early on in some of the videos in one of the elevator shafts too. But it's just like, what does that even mean? Like, why does that exist? I don't know. I mean, maybe something that they were planning on doing they didn't do is they had to throw it over here as a joke. Maybe. Hey, we can just have we can just ask uh, Phil when he sees um. God, I forgot the guy's name in Val. You know, at, at the office, you can go ask him. <laughs> Gabe. Yeah. That's the guy's name. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to go back in time, you know, before COVID, but you know, he let him know. Go ask yeah. him when you Gabe next time. <laughs> you know, just hanging out when you're running into Gabe in the elevator. So it's a joke that I that I had the chance to make, so I had to make. It. <laughs> 
And I love how as you as you rise up the elevator, you get out of the place in just a little shack, and then they throw out the candy. Yeah, which isn't really even in this, it only is in this game at all, but it's such a big thing in Portal One. Yeah, I mean, you still there's still a decent amount of cubes, and obviously, then you've got those mutant cubes at the end of the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's just such a that's such a callback to an old joke. But I appreciate it. About the heart. Yeah. In the first game, I feel like that was the big thing. You and I didn't play the first right away, but I feel like I remember people all talking about companion cube. Yeah, the weighted companion cube was supposed to be like this big thing, and they tried to pass it off as a bit of a love interest, and uh. yeah. <laughs> Plus, I, I think it was. I love that it existed only because that way Glados could kill something you sh- you were supposed to love. Yep. And then in this one, it's, she just keeps burning them. It's like, oh, that's okay. There's we got a whole warehouse full of them. They're not important. <laughs> oh man, so many. I, I'd forgotten about all the fat jokes at the beginning <laughs> oh, of the yeah. game too, where Glados keeps telling you how fat. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit. Funny. <laughs> so like, I want to congratulate you on beating the odds. Most people lose weight during. Hibernation. So now you managed to pack on a few pounds. That's uh, great. That was funny. We got some test results back. It says here you're a terrible person. That's what it says. <laughs> we weren't even testing for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love how bad she is at you all the time because because you murdered me. <laughs> we weren't even testing for that. Uh, do you? Do you know who else murders people only who are only trying to help them? Did you guess sharks? Because that's wrong. The correct answer is nobody. Nobody but you is that pointlessly cruel. <laughs> uh, she has the best writing. Yeah, yeah. she does. Such good deliveries, too. Yeah. She's, Hans- she's Handsome Jack is pretty good, but I think she beats him out. Yeah. No, she's definitely up there on the list of video game villains, for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> the game ends with a song, too, just to keep everything else weird. Mm-hmm. Because the first one did. Did. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I highly recommend. If you've never heard that, this one was okay. The first one was fantastic. The song at the end of the first game, if you haven't heard it, you should go check it out. Okay. I know I probably have, but it's been a long time. I'll have to go yeah. off the listen to it after this then. So the yeah. first game ends with Still Alive, and this one ends with Once You Gone. Yeah. Okay. okay. Great. It's. I don't think I listened to it when I finished the game last time. I think I just turned it off and moved on to something else. I'll, I'll have to check that out after we finish. Yeah, and that's how Portal Two ends. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't need a, I don't, I don't need a Portal Three. I mean, I'll play it, of course, but like I said before, I, I don't really need, know if I need one. Like Greg said, I just want more Glados. So yeah, if that's, if that's what it takes, then yeah, I want more Wheatley. <laughs> I really like Wheatley. I'm sure they can find a way to bring him back. <laughs> yeah, I just want the guy going space. This <laughs> I don't know why it amused me so much. But it was just so freaking funny to me. The guy was just yelling space. The so fact core is pretty good too. She's throwing out all the facts that are completely wrong. Yeah, humans can survive underwater, but not for very long. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, unless you're Percy Jackson, Mike, then you can stay underwater for a long time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. That's all he found out there was something. He was something different about him because he sat in our water for like what, like ten minutes or something ridiculous, or like forty-five. It was something weird. I remember. Remember when we when we did that. Oh. We talked about it in the episode, but I don't remember what it was. That was <laughs> a long time ago. It's a weird movie, by the way. I've never seen them. Yeah, that's that, that's not a bad thing. But hey, there's a really great DS game from Percy Jackson that I really recommend. It's a turnstile RPG that reminds me of Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Great is kind of generous. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I can go with you on that. <laughs> I love that game. I, I have to, And it came up because so, I made it, so I had to say it. But <laughs> I think we should go on to questions, memories, or comments. I do have a few, more than I expected. 
but I should I shouldn't be surprised if people you know know this game well. This isn't like I was asking for questions for thirteen again. Uh-huh. And first one I want to read from Brian Spindler. Are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And well, some are pretty good. Let's see. From Michael Dunn, the original Portal is my personal favorite video game, and I think the sequel does a fantastic job in offering more of what worked in the original, while also expanding the formula in fun ways. I definitely played through it a lot, at least ten times over the years. Wow, pretty good. I feel pretty much the same way. Like I, this is this is definitely a better game than the first Portal because I think they added things that made a lot of sense. Plus, it was just fun to get a look behind the curtain, you know, and, and sort of at the past. And when when that included uh, introducing such an amazing character in Cave Johnson, yeah, it's like what Bill said that Mike's about to read. That it really <laughs> is the best kind of sequel. Hmm. Yeah, and you are right. I was just about to read that too. <laughs> from Bill Tucker, co-host of the show with the MCU. Portal Two is about as good as a sequel as you can make. While I still prefer the original, Portal 2's performance, new mechanics, and lower expansion are top-notch. It's not perfect. The second act drags. Disagree. Moon Gel isn't a great mechanic. I agree. But it's hard <laughs> to find hearing fault with the game, and how could you dislike a game starring Stefan Merchant as a dim-witted robot turned omnipotent mastermind? Oh, and no music for Mike to ignore, at least until the end. <laughs> I'd ignore any of it this time, actually. Which I love... Fr- one of the things we didn't talk about, which I always thought was kind of neat, too, is that the gel had its own soundtrack, which I always thought was I always thought was kind of neat. Like if you were using the gel, it actually created musical cues, mm-hmm. which oh. I always thought was kind of cool. I didn't oh. Yeah, the it's, repulsion gel kind of does like a little electric guitar kind of thing as you move yep. across it. Same thing with the repulsion stuff. When you when you're jumping, you'll hear just a very faint musical cue. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. It's a nice job. It's well done. All right, here's one from Lucas Adams. I remember going to GameStop and I had enough money for one game at the time. It was between this and Mortal Kombat 9. I never played Portal but read the GI cover story and decided to take the chance on it over MK. Probably my top 15 of all time. Cool. I mean, MK9 is pretty good, though. Oh, yeah. I really like that game. Oh, here's an interesting one from Daniel Jones. I distinctly remember seeing the intro to Portal 2 at PAX East and being just completely floored by it. That same day, I also got to sit down with Kim Swift, designer of the first Portal, to play her game Quantum Conundrum. And while it was an experience, I'll never forget the game itself showed just how much impact Valve's polish and brilliant writing makes on the final product. That being said, Portal 2 is the last new single-player Valve game I played, and that makes me really sad. Probably the last they developed. Did not realize that the same person worked on Quantum Conundrum. I've always wanted to play that and just haven't. So my, my only that. my only memory of Quantum Conundrum uh, is the music that played when you because I had that on PS3. I never played it. Here we go back to our, our original <laughs> thought. I owned it, never played it. I think I bought it because of her knowing that she was you know that she was the, the designer of Portal. And I've scanned past that game so many times on my PS3. And back, if anyone remembers the PS3 interface, like when you would get onto a game, sometimes it would play music. Mm-hmm. When you're on the sort of the, the 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 wallpaper, and it would in that for that game, it would sing a song about some cat, Fluffy, and I remember listening to that, and that's all I know about that game is that it plays that music when you go to that screen on PS3, and that's it. I never I never turned it on once. It's also a dollar right now on Steam. At the time <laughs> you hear this, you have a day if this if you listen to it right when this came out because it goes nice. away in the 29th. So, and the. Portal Bridge Constructors on sale for two fifty, which I bought while we were recording this. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. All right, here's. All right, I have a couple from the official Asia Time group. 
Uh, from Ian McDonald, I'm sure everyone is going to say Cave, Cave Johnson and GLaDOS were the best parts about Portal, and they are not wrong. I remember everything. every time dialogue was happening, I would stop everything and just listen. That and being stuck watching my brother visibly get angry at me as he tried not to shoot out the shout out the answers to, the puzzle, to a puzzle. <laughs> I can see that getting annoyed. <laughs> well, I can't watch my wife play games, so I'll tell her what to do, and I'm like, nope, I just need to stay away or I'll, you'll, get, you'll get mad at me. Yeah, uh, It never goes well. When you watch other people play games that you know really well. Like, if I play Resident Evil 4 and I have certain people watch me, like, they'll get really mad at me because I don't play that game right sometimes. But I knife people a lot, too, just to save ammo, even though I don't need to. Oh, I love that game. Uh, from John Larkin, remember that weird about how you could log into your Steam account on your PS3 in this game? Like, added some Steamwork features and it was crossplay, even PS Move support? Just an odd one-off thing. Huh. I have no recollection of this. Yep, that have... was a big deal. Okay. Because that was uh, when Gabe, uh, Gabe came out, at I think, in E3 at one of Sony's keynotes. E3 at E3 because he had been pretty vocally he had pretty vocally uh, crapped on the P, the on the PlayStation 3 at one point and then suddenly there he was at a PlayStation 3 event and it was to announce that Steam was technically coming to PS3 but this was the form it took hmm. you logged into Steam through Portal 2 on your PS3 and that was all that was the only time it ever had any connection to the PS3 oh, I'm surprised they didn't do more with it me too. It was disappointing that they didn't do more with it. It's really odd. I mean, it shouldn't be that odd because it's Steam, but... Yeah. So I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm a little surprised. Okay. And from Adrian Trevino, I don't like how there's only one way to complete each puzzle. It ruins the replay value. In the first Portal game, there's a number of instances where you can complete the test with some creative thinking instead of what's obvious. Still, But it's still an 8 out of 10 in my book. I disagree with this because I feel like there's a couple different ways to do each puzzle if, depending on how you look at it. Maybe it's just I did it you know, different. <laughs> I did it wrong, but that's how I felt. Yeah, I've never really thought about it too much. I mean, I I, I don't go back and replay my games pretty very frequently anyway. Lester Genesis. So, yeah, Lester Genesis exactly. But even then, I usually go back, you know, much, much, much later, so that everything feels new anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's great about doing this show. We play so much stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is this is great. I haven't played this in 20 years. Yeah, exactly. All right, and then from the last group, I'll read a couple from Hard Drive 2, Drive Harder. I think I had a lot more than I expected, but I have a couple I want to read. Uh, from Ni- Michael Newberry, love this one literally so much. Fondest memory, my dad bought it for me because he didn't want me playing violent games. I beat it in like a week. He didn't want to try playing it and couldn't get through even the early levels and took away the Xbox because I made fun of him. Wow. <laughs> Harsh. I know, that's what's so Interesting relationship with your dad. Yeah. That's, I mean, I once had a friend where his mother would hide. She'd get mad at him for one thing or another, and she would hide his, his 360 all the time. So at one point, he hid it in the ceiling of their basement so she wouldn't find it and hide it nice. from him. Boy, so when she'd go to sleep, he'd go and bring out his 360 and play at night and then go hide it back in the ceiling until one day whole, she realized where it was. Made a whole game about that called Mom Hid My Gamers, something like that. Hmm. <laughs> I never heard of this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't him, though. <laughs> it just reminded me of that. I forgot that he used to do that. Uh, all right. I guess he might have been his Xbox, not 360, but I can't remember. Let's see here. All right. From Chris Wallace, it's got two incredible campaigns that you can forget about and replay once every few years, and it's worth it every time. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I need to try that second campaign at some point. We'll have to try it, Mike. We'll have to do the, we'll have to do the co-op sometime without cheating and see how, how far we get. Uh-huh. I, I, <laughs> you don't sound i don't know you don't sound convinced uh-huh. <laughs> yeah I, if there's a way to cheat like even when we play symphony tonight i got the christian to drop on my first try so i mean i was kind of cheating in that game with the best sword in the game it nice. just it's just how i don't know i just I, I whenever i can i just i will cheat on a game to get through it faster because i don't have time or don't want to give it time 
All right. Oh, here's a good one uh, from Jeff Burdett. What would you give the story out of a one out of a hundred? Also, did you play the first one? I I would give it a hundred. Like just it's just fantastic. Yeah. Just I have no complaints about it. And yes, I played the first one and love the first one. And would probably say the same thing about that. I'd say a hundred. Also, I I played the first one too, and I I I, I love this game more than the first one because the story just really grabbed me. It's a little too long, but I loved it. Yeah. And you, Mike? Anything? That's yeah, same. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna read. I think. Three more, and I'll be done with this section. Uh, Tanner Orchard. This game has everything. The humor, the atmosphere, the puzzles, and a miles-deep underground complex where ethical constraints don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and the second question. When you're down <laughs> there, he's like, we'll give you $60 for doing this. And another 60 if you don't, if you do this, too. Like, you know, because you're yeah. just picking up random people. Like, oh, just make sure you take your stuff when you leave. I love that a lot of the people that they, after a while, I think, weren't they, didn't they hint that um, a lot of them were homeless people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can stay in the lobby for as long as you want. It's a lot nicer than a lot of the park benches we found you yeah, guys on. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff like that. There's, I think, one of the comments where he's like, no, it's all mandatory for our employees to, to you know, be test stuff. We have better test stuff, but employee retention is, retention is down. Mm-hmm. They're that's killing everybody. Ingest the moon, lock, moon rocks. Oh, God, it's so funny. Mm, all right. From... Eric Larson, con- co- coincidentally, I recently had the same experience. I always knew it was a great game, but only played a few months ago. Funny as hell and loved the ending. That's because I said I hadn't played. This- I missed this game somehow. I don't really know how. All right. Just going to look for the last one I want to read. Okay. Here's the last one. Kyle Suarez S. It's a treasure. I wish I could play it for the first time again. And if you and if you don't have a co-op body, then take one of these fine cam- comrades up in their offer. All right. Enough of that. We should go to shelf stack. Or box, and in case I can't remember if we had stack and we did Robotech, stack is kind of our our mid ground tier now that we're calling it. Or if you don't, you don't, you don't okay. love so much. I mean, it won't matter in this case. I'm pretty sure, but yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> this game doesn't really fall in that category. And Mike, why don't you go first? Oh, it's going on the shelf for sure. Like as we've been gushing about it for the last hour or so, hour and a half. It's like the story is great, the writing is phenomenal, and puzzles make you feel smart without being real brain scratchers like like uh, greg said earlier it's nothing like how would any person figure this out so it's it's amazing it's good just going on the shelf okay i'll go next this is also going on the shelf for me i mean for a game that i had never really i knew it existed i knew it was a good game but i didn't really somehow i didn't know anything about it i wasn't really I wasn't expecting to fall in love with it the way I did, and I had an amazing time with it. I did get annoyed with gel puzzles because I just didn't like the gel, but still, the overall experience was amazing, and I will definitely be recommending this game to people who haven't played it, which probably is not that many. I'm probably one of the few that somehow just never played it, so definitely going on the shelf. How about you, Greg? Uh, it's definitely going on the shelf. I mean, I count this as one of my favorite games of all time. Um, that's one of the reasons I wanted to sign up to to do this episode just because i it gave me an excuse to go back and experience it again and, and you know like i said getting to experience it again it's been about 10 years now since it came out so everything felt i knew the beats but everything felt uh, a little bit more um new to me uh one thing i want to correct i went and looked this up i was wrong so aperture uh laboratories were the um u.s department of defense cons- uh contractor of the year runner runners up in 1950 whatever <laughs> but cave johnson was the shower curtain salesman of 1943 for aperture fixtures <laughs> that's funny that's funny okay i can see why he was a runner-up i bet it was the black mesa too or mesa yeah you know what that's probably exactly right that's probably exactly well, he hates it. It so much <laughs> yeah i feel like the only real... they steal he 
said they steal his designs and claim them as their own. Yeah. God, I need to play Half-Life one day. That's another game that I somehow have skipped all these years. <laughs> oh, the best way to play Half-Life is to load up Portal 2, and then you can go in the console commands and load up the Half-Life maps and give yourself all the weapons so you can play with the Portal gun. Good nice. stuff. <laughs> but you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to play it normal just because I want to have that experience. But it's I feel like the only real connection between the Portal universe and the Half-Life universe is just mainly the fact that, like, in the end of Half-Life, I know the aliens kind of take over. And I feel like that's kind of why Aperture Labs is in turmoil, maybe, or def- besides GLaDOS killed everybody. But <laughs> uh, Maybe? I don't know. I mean, GLaDOS killed everybody. That's kind of yeah. the be-all end-all. Yeah, maybe it doesn't have anything even to do with the aliens that come out at that point. All right. Deadly neurotoxin gets you every time. <laughs> And Mike, why don't you introduce what we're talking about next week? This time we're actually playing Mega Man Legends next week. <laughs> Nobody heard what you're talking about, by the way. Oh, that's no fun. <laughs> I cut that out <laughs> when I screwed up. Oh, well, then you cut this out too. Mm-hmm. So. We're Maybe. playing Mega Man Legends on the PS1. <laughs> another really good game that you picked. Mm-hmm. And also another game I never pl- I never finished before or played for some reason. Yeah. So, hey. Oh, and Greg, do you want to give a shout out to your podcast where people can find you? I do. Yeah, please uh, check out Player One podcast. We're going on our millionth year now. Um, <laughs> no, we're going on like that. I think we're we're pretty close to fifteen years at this point. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, every Sunday, uh, PlayerOnePodcast.com dot com will get you to our to our show. Yeah, please check it out. It's really good. I'm listening to it for I think five years now. Three old men, ex games journalists who play still play games, but uh, you know. We're looking at everything from from forty something dad perspective. So yeah, it's very entertaining. I also yeah, I always recommend Thanks. you too on on here and other people too. Whenever I mention podcasts, thank you. You guys put on a good show. Surprisingly, it's it's funny, very funny. <laughs> All right, and want to thank you for jo- for coming on for us or joining us for Portal Two, a good game this time, unlike last time. Yeah, it was a lot better than the last game we had you on for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I was able to look. I was able to get past that last time because of my love for the, the uh, <laughs> property. But, but yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. And like I said, th- thank you for having me and giving me an excuse to play through this game again because it's just so fantastic. Absolutely. So if you enjoyed, definitely go check out his podcast. You will see a link in the show notes to his podcast and the YouTube channel. And definitely want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Tony from ZP Bite the Bullet. Song it's cool, kids. What? Also, we'll see a link in, into his YouTube channel in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, we cover lots of other games. We cover comics, we cover movies, we're going through the MCU and we should have had Dr. Strange released sometime around this so definitely go check that out and if you enjoyed this, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube I'm finally on YouTube and we and I think that's all I need to say so we will see you guys all next time. Bye everybody Bye-bye. Bye Bye